Welcome to The Word from Bethlehem Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Abigail Zhang Hoffman. And I'm Pastor Amy Walter-Peterson. Thanks for dwelling in The Word with us today. Our Advent celebration continues this week at Bethlehem. In our worship space, we introduced our Advent wreath and began lighting the Advent candles. And this week, we also sang another verse of the hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. This week, we remembered Dayspring. O come, O Dayspring, come and cheer. O Son of Justice, now draw near. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadows put to flight. Our gospel this morning comes from the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter, beginning with the 36th verse. Jesus said to the disciples, About that day and hour no one knows, neither the angel of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away, so too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together, one will be taken and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have left his house be broken into. Therefore, you must also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. This is the Gospel of the Lord. I read this week that the Episcopal priest Fleming Rutledge once said, Advent begins in the dark. It is not a season for the faint of heart. I don't know, but I wonder if he may have been reading this assigned reading from the Gospel of Matthew for the first Sunday of Advent when he spoke those words. We are well used to the season of Advent preparing us for the celebration of Christmas and the birth of Christ. Nearly every store we visit at this time of year has some reminder that Christmas is coming, in case we've forgotten. The signs of coming Christmas are not absent from churches either, nor should they be. The first Sunday of Advent traditionally brings a change of look, if not a change in tone, to many congregations. Most years, the first Sunday of Advent marks the appearance of blue altar coverings and a shift to the hymns in the front of our hymnals. The church kicks off the start of Advent not with a story about Mary and Joseph and not even John the Baptism in the wilderness preparing the way. We'll have to wait until next week to hear that story. The church starts the story near the end of Jesus' public ministry, not the beginning, with words from Jesus that, at least to my ears, don't always make sense. In Matthew's Gospel, Advent begins in the dark at an hour no one knows, not even Jesus. And it comes in unanticipated ways, like a thief in the night. Jesus' guidance to those who first experienced his coming was simply to be ready. 
for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Now, Matthew never used the word Advent. None of the Gospel writers did. Instead, Matthew speaks of a day when Christ would come again. It may be strange to us that before he had even been crucified and then rose on the third day and ascended into heaven, Jesus was instructing his disciples on his return. But Jesus was anticipating how the future church would receive his coming, not as a baby in a manger, but as a thief in the night. One of my favorite theologians and writers, Debbie Thomas, reminds us that the implication of the thief in the night analogy is that Jesus isn't going to come in the guises we expect. If we think we have religion pinned down, if we think we know what revelation looks like, if we think we have Jesus all figured out, then we are in for an unpleasant surprise. If, on the other hand, we approach with our hands wide open, if we confess that we don't even know what to look for or where, if we empty ourselves of all preconceived notions of God and train our hearts to expect the unexpected, then we will be able to receive the real Jesus with joy when he appears. Matthew invites those of us who follow Jesus to lean into the uncertainty of our world and our lives. We don't know what happens next or when. We don't know when Messiah will come, but we live in hope and trust that Messiah will come. The only question that remains is, will we be ready? Our ancestors in faith ascribed the title Dayspring to this longing for a Messiah who would come and cheer our hearts. And drawing on Hebrew scripture, they believed this day spring would bring the dawning of justice and disperse the gloomy clouds of night. For the ancient poet and prophet Isaiah, the arrival of day spring would look like an emerging light of a new day, a new day where weapons of war would be beaten into implements for agriculture. No more swords and spears, only plows and pruners. Dayspring would change the hearts of God's people from war and violence to peace. Other ancient prophets described this new day that Dayspring would bring as one where the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing on his wings. I love these images that God's dayspring evokes. Images of peace and security, health and healing. Our ancestors imagined Messiah's coming would dawn like the sun and break through the bitterness and gloom and despair that emerges when violence and inequity, hunger and death rule the day. And it begs the question, how do you imagine Messiah's coming will dawn in your life? What will God's day spring look like for you? It's a question worth pondering this Advent because if we don't know what day spring might look like, we may never actually see it when it arrives. This year at Bethlehem, we're sharing a daily Advent devotional from the writer Kate Bowler. We'll put a link in the show notes for today's podcast if you'd like to sign up to receive that as well. But she writes in the introduction to her devotional, after another year has probably not turned out like you expected, like you expected it would, 
because it never does. We see the world as it has always been, a world who waits for its Savior to come again and put things right. Advent is a chance for us to wait for the kingdom of God to break in together. And I would add, Advent is the chance for us to be on the lookout with one another for God's day spring to come. Jesus' own words in the gospel remind us today that no one knows the hour when God's day spring will emerge. In this, it is not like the sun that rises at a scheduled time each new day. God's day spring, the Messiah, will come when we least expect it. And so we are simply called to be ready. The poet Mary Oliver is reported to have carried notebooks with her on her morning walks, always ready. That's probably not a surprise, but it's also said that she hid pencils in the trees along her usual route so that when she had an encounter with the divine wisdom that inspired her, whether it came to her in the form of an animal or a plant or a random idea, she would be able to capture that the thought and the poetry that sprung from that moment. Mary Oliver knew the wonder of day spring, and she lived in readiness of its revealing. This Advent, may our candles be lit and our eyes be ready to see that light that no darkness can overcome. O come, O day spring, come. We hope you've been fed by the word this week. Don't miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share your feedback with us at theword at blcfairport.org. And if you'd like to learn more about Bethlehem Lutheran Church or support the ministry we share, including this podcast, please visit www.blcfairport.org.